Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. So great to see you. It's so good to see you, David. I've missed you. I missed you too. Listen, before we get started, would you just tell everybody who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm. I feel like where do I start? There. I'm going to start with this. Um, something that I've been honing on and owning a lot more recently. I'm a trauma survivor um, who has spent the pandemic meditating upon my early traumas from childhood. And I felt fear and even uh, uncertainty, shame, all these uncomfortable feelings start bubbling up um, within me. As the pandemic hit, that started bubbling up. Yeah, Yeah. they started bubbling up and they were familiar feelings that, that I've felt before. Grief, despair, uncertainty, sadness, anger, confusion. And And the old Ashley would have just buried those feelings back down and been like, oh, fine. That's like, I'm fine. But instead, this time around, I actually allowed myself to feel all those feelings. I moved through it. I processed it. And then I started journaling. And I had this aha moment that, oh, my God, so many people are going to need to hear this because I've, I've gone through trauma before and I figured out what works for me and I want to I want to share that with the world. So first and foremost, I'm a I'm a trauma survivor and I wrote a book about it. It's called Authentic Power, Give Yourself Permission to Feel. But in addition to that, I'm also oh look at there it is, David. There it is. There it is. And it is. It's a fantastic book. Yes. Thank you. That means so much to me hearing from you. Um, In addition to writing this book, you know, in the book, I I interviewed so many incredible healers that have helped me along the way. And I felt it was important to share their wisdom and and, um, just divine guidance and advice with the world. So in addition to that, I'm also a mom with three young kids and an entrepreneur. I have an entrepreneurial mind. I'm always trying to create something new. Um, But, you know, these days I run a bustling PR firm called Nardi Media, which is so fun. Um, but in addition to that authentic power, give yourself permission to feel, I have expanded my uh, growth and my yearn to learn more about health, wellness, and healing. I um, re- uh, During the pandemic, I got my uh, certificate in the science of well-being from Yale. I became certified in Reiki. I became a certified life designer. So this whole new world opened up for me once I started writing this book. It's been an incredible journey I never thought I'd be on. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And the, the other thing is that it's it is it's very timely, right? the The world is in such a a basket of chaos. It's it's incredible, and people are dealing with all kinds of uh, emotions and situations and truths versus untruths and different oh, yeah. realities that they don't know what to do with. Yeah. Um, so so I mean, like, thank you so much for writing the book. Let me start off with asking you, so because just, let me just give this again. It, it's it's authentic power. Give yourself permission to feel, which yeah. I think is extremely important. We'll get into that. But what is authentic power? Oh, I love that you asked this question. Authentic power is accessing the wisdom you have within you. And this goes back to my story of um, after my father died very tragically in front of me when I was 11 years old. I spent my entire life 
bearing all those messy feelings, never like always looking for outside cures or outside pleasure, never wanting to really listen within and address what my heart and my soul was calling me. And it wasn't until another health crisis, a health crisis um, in my mid thirties hit me over the head. I was diagnosed with Lyme disease and postpartum depression. And it was in my state of, of complete despair that I fully surrendered. And when I surrendered and when I got quiet and when I decided to just stop the noise around me and listen within, I found my authentic power, which is that wisdom that all of us have within of us, within us. We just need to stop, turn off the noise, turn off the opinions, turn off everything and get quiet and listen to what your soul and spirit is telling you within. So, so you say everybody has authentic power, like all of us have it. Uh, we may not know that we have it, but everybody has it. And it's something that we can, do we find it in ourselves or do, is it a discovery and awareness? How does that happen that we, that we become aware of this? I love that. So I think it probably looks different for everyone. I'm sharing my account to how I found my own authentic power. And what I've learned in my healing journey is that one, there's no one size fits all approach. There's no magical elixir that's going to let happen like no herb no meditation that's going to be like oh i found my authentic power i'm really i'm starting to access my wisdom within um and you'll see through without through in my book within my book there are many many different healing modalities that i turn to to access my wisdom within it takes so much time. And you're right, David, it is an awareness. It's an awareness. And, and something else that I think is really important to say is that it's a trust. It's learning to trust that inner knowing, which I think is so important because we probably all have those gut feelings or like, I think I should do this, but we don't trust it. And so for me, I just started listening, but then I learned to trust and I started listening to that voice. And there were several things that I did to find it. So yes, through deep meditation and through breath work and through what I call sacred writing, which is um, what my spiritual mentor, Leanne Taylor taught me how to do. Um, I, I learned how to do it through just changing my body through healthy eating. There were so many different things that I do. So that's why I want to say there's no one size fits all approach, but there was a moment where I had this aha awareness. Like I, I found it. I found my true piece of me within, but by getting, getting quiet and turning off the noise on the outside. And what I mean on the outside is that I was always a people pleaser. After my dad died, I didn't want to address the fact that he died. Even my friends in high school didn't even know he died because I wouldn't no. tell anyone. No, no one. Everyone was just like, oh, Ashley's dad's never around. It's because I didn't want to talk about it. It was so traumatic for me. It was so hard. It was so messy. And so, um, of course, when you bury those messy, uncomfortable feelings, um, and this is another way to help you. This is a huge way to help you find your authentic power. When you, when you bury those messy and uncomfortable feelings, it is at the detriment to your health and well-being and livelihood. For me, when I did that, of course, it came out in other ways. It came out through people pleasing, lack of boundaries, destructive um, relationships, destructive relationship with alcohol, work addiction. And uh, it wasn't until my other health crisis, which was Lyme disease and postpartum depression in my early 30s, hit me over the head. And I had no choice but to get still because I physically could not move my body. When I got still, 
it was like the emotions of my childhood were purging themselves from me because I was allowing myself to feel them. I was like, all right, I feel the grief of my dad losing my dad 20 something years later. I started to feel everything. And I found that by feeling everything. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable and it's messy and it's scary. But once you allow yourself to move through those emotions and it could look like crying or sobbing or writing or meditating or breathing, but really acknowledging and having the awareness that those messy, uncomfortable feelings are there. When you allow yourself to move through them, therein lies your authentic power. Therein lies that like quiet, still voice of, ah, see, Ashley, this is what we've been calling you to do for 20 plus years. So I have a, I have a very interesting question. At least I think it's an interesting question. You always have interesting questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is, I mean, you always hear, we always hear a lot of talk about authentic power, especially for women. Um, You know, they want to step into my power. I want to step into my authentic power. And you and I both know to some degree, people do this, but they're not actually doing it. Could you say a little bit about what it's not that people think that it is? Um, because, you know, you talked about like you were trying yeah. to deal with it in different ways, like alcohol or what, you know, yeah. whatever. What is it that people might be doing where they think they're stepping into their authentic power, but they're actually kind of fooling themselves? I love this question so much. The word that comes to me is, um, what they think they might be doing to step in their authentic power is to be more confident. Right. And, and sometimes like, it's like, Oh, I'm going to fake it until I make it right. I'm going to, I'm going to look like I've got it all and, and feel great about it. And that's all good and dandy. But what I say instead of that is strip that mask of strength. If you're not feeling strong, if you're not feeling okay, don't fake it to you until you make it. That's actually at a detriment to your health and well-being. Now, I'm also not saying go wallow in your misery. I've been there too. Trust me, I've been on the throes of depression and I'm not saying that either. I'm saying that when you have these feelings of maybe it's fear or imposter syndrome bubble up, which happens to me all the time. Like I've had so many feelings of imposter syndrome writing this book, but instead of bearing it down, I'm like, I get curious about it okay, all right, imposter syndrome, I feel you bubbling up here. Where might this be coming from? What might this feeling of imposter syndrome be telling me? And what do I have to learn from it? So what people might be doing wrong is going out there saying, I'm confident, I've got this. I'm, you know, like I am here to win it. I've got, I've got the confident power to, to really be authentic in my true self. But, but in my eyes, your authentic power is stripping that mask that you're wearing for society and getting vulnerable and honest and true with how you're really feeling and, and, and owning that. So I want to share something that you wrote in your book uh, that I thought was magnificent. And it's like a bullet, you know, right, right to the forehead type thing. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like you're kind of headed this way. This is what you wrote. You said, You can't have real, true intimacy with someone if you're not intimate with yourself. Yeah. Say more about that. Explain that to us. Yeah. I mean, and that that's not like in a sexual way at all. Right. Right. Yeah. That is 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 truly getting honest with yourself. And so I talk a lot about like stripping that mask, being vulnerable with yourself. Um. And my and I'm saying I say this because my entire life for most of my adult life, 
I was told that I had to be strong. I was an army colonel's daughter. Strength was in my blood. You've got this. Put on your strong face. Like, go out there. You know, wipe those tears. You don't have those tears. Put on that smile. And and that's not me. That's not that. What like that was? I was an Oscar-worthy actress to portray that. And I'll say this also: like in high school and college. I was a really good actress. It looked like I had all of my shit together. And in high school, I was captain of my dance team, secretary of my class, college, president of my sorority, editor of the news, the school newspaper. On paper, it looked fine. But if I got quiet and still, which I never did because I never wanted to sit with my feelings ever, ever, ever. But if I had done that, I would have completely broken down. And that's what I did. I broke down when I had no other choice but to break down because my body physically shut down. So that intimacy is getting quiet, stripping that mask of strength and listening to the truth that you have within you. So in section two, which is entitled Feel It to Heal It, you talk about the feel, F-E-E-L framework. Mm. What is the feel framework? Yes, I love this. And it's oh, it's been such a powerful tool for me to have ever since I, I really discovered it. And this is when I... I I figured it out when I was going through Lyme disease and postpartum depression, when I had all these crazy feelings coming up. Was that together? Yeah, it was at the same time. It was absurd. I was put in a part-time mental health, I'm sorry, part-time hospitalization program for postpartum depression, which means I was in eight hours of psychiatric care seven days a week. And, And on top of that, I had Lyme disease. It was unbelievable, but it was also my greatest gift. I would not be talking to you right now if I, if that hadn't happened to me, because that was what the universe gave me to say, Ashley, wake up. This is your opportunity. Your body has no no more room to store the trauma and grief that you have been burying your, your entire life. It's time to feel these. And so I had to stop numbing myself. Um, you know, through all the ways that I had said I was numbing myself and I had to start feeling. So this is the feel framework that I've taught myself. So I didn't actually figure out that it had a name actually until I started, until the pandemic, when I was like, oh, I've been here before. I know what to do now. So first I'm going to focus. So you focus on that emotion or feeling you're feeling. And I also say sometimes if you can't identify that emotion or feeling, that's also okay. Cause there's oftentimes, I'm sure you can relate to this where you're like, something doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is. So you focus on that, right? It's okay if you can't label it, but just focus on it. Hold that thought. Then you enter within the emotion. So this is the part that nobody does, or at least I didn't do, but nobody does this. They feel something uncomfortable. They feel a messy feeling. They feel grief start to bubble up and they just like, oh, I'm not dealing with it. No, not today. I'm going to walk away from it. Instead, I say enter within that. If you're feeling like that, I want you to take some time to enter within that emotion. So let's say that you are feeling anger today. All right, anger, I'm going to allow myself to feel it. I'm giving myself permission to feel it. And this can be done through meditation. It can be done through breath work, quiet breath work. It can be done through a walk in nature, through sacred, through any sort of writing, however it looks for you, but allow your body and yourself to enter it. And then the next is the other hard part is experience that emotion. So see what comes up for you. See where that emotion, that feeling is showing up in your body. It's like I just put my hand on my stomach. So for whatever reason, I'm feeling some sort of emotion in my stomach today. Get curious 
curious about that. Also, it's okay if nothing happens. Maybe nothing happens. But oftentimes, I guarantee, at least in my case, I've cried, I've screamed, I've sobbed, I've laughed, I've punched, I've, um, I, I mean, I, I, my body has done so many primal things when I actually allow myself to feel that I get just go with it afterwards, and it could take you 30 seconds or 30 minutes or an hour, just whatever feels right to you or however much time you have, you listen to that emotion. And this is the authentic power part. What is that emotion here to teach or feeling here to teach me? So I want you to listen to it, learn from that emotion, and then love it back. So I think all uh, now, <laughs> I used to never be like this. Now I say all emotions are here for a reason. The messy, the uncomfortable, the happy, the joyful, the exciting, that every single feeling and emotion, they are a gift from the universe and they're indicators that we should get curious about them. And I'm saying like, I say a lot about curiosity because I'm um, trained as a journalist by nature. So I'm curious by nature, which is I think why I really honed in on the curiosity of these feelings. Once you get curious about why you might be, by, might be feeling a certain way, therein lies very powerful answers and transformation. So when I figured this all out, I was like, oh my God, it literally spells feel. Focus, enter, experience, listen, learn, and love. Feel. And so that's where I came up with the feel framework. And I do this all the time. And some I've had people ask me, well, what if you're like in a meeting and something's really uncomfortable and you feel it? Like, do you drop everything right there? And I say, no, I just step away after the meeting and I go and like take my 10 breaths and I digest what just happened and I go through the feel framework. And I also say this, maybe you don't feel any better afterwards. That's okay. What I, when I find where I find the transformation happens is actually the next day and the day after and the day after it's because you've allowed yourself to feel through those emotions. So oftentimes it's not this like immediate, like, okay, I'm all better, but you, it's almost like subconsciously your body and your brain has made more sense of it by processing it. And the after effects and the magic that happens can be days, days to come later, sometimes weeks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting what you're saying. Cause I, this part I'd never heard before, and this is in your book also, you put down, um, what I learned from Kushal, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Kushal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kushal. Kushal. Yeah. yeah. What I'm learning for Kushal is that every emotion has a specific breathing pattern. Yes. Like I like, and you were talking about the breathing. Like there's something very important for us to learn with that. Would so and and obviously that's part of the idea. And you literally, like, people need to get this book and, and read what you wrote here because you take people through an exercise. Yeah. Um, that, that they actually go through to begin to identify this. And you said something that I thought was interesting, which was when the emotion comes up and you go into that emotion, then you said something about, and let's see if I got this right. You said to love it back or yes. love it. Tell love me about it. That. Oh my gosh. Lo yes. So like anger, grief, despair, like these, these emotions are all here to teach us something. And, and I, I'm so like, it's almost like I give these emotions gratitude for being here in the same way that I give Lyme disease and postpartum depression gratitude for awakening me. I, I, I want people to see that emotions can be catalysts for awakening, especially those uncomfortable, messy emotions. And so love that emotion back for teaching you and being that catalyst for transformation. If that anger is there, get curious about why it might be there. It's going to teach you something you might not already know about yourself, but you have the wisdom within to discover it, which I think is so powerful. And I also want to say something about 
um, breathing and uh, like, um, like they, all emotions have their own rhythmic breathing. I fully believe that I've gotten very deep into breath work through my healing journey. And I think it's just having the awareness. Like if you're angry, notice how you're breathing. It's very different than if you're upset or if you're happy. I mean, start to notice your breath. And if you're finding that you are in this, like, maybe it's a fight or flight state, fine, go through that. But then if you want to try to calm yourself down for me, it's put my hand on my heart, put my uh, other hand on my belly, close my eyes and allow myself to take some deep breaths because scientifically within 90 seconds that if you allow yourself to move through that emotion, it will pass. It And like, that's the other thing. These emotions, oh my gosh, I have so much to say about this. I'll say one more thing and then I'll stop myself. No, no, go ahead. Um, these emotions, and this is one of the reasons why I, I never process my emotions because, and if anyone is feeling like this, if you're feeling grief, if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling isolation or you're suffering the loss of anything, it feels like that feeling is going to last forever. It's like, it'll never go away. Um, I felt that in my trauma. I felt that in my, when I was going through postpartum depression, it was like the fog was never going to lift, lift. What I found was that when I affirmed to myself that this moment is temporary and this feeling is temporary. All feelings are temporary. That gave me the hope that and safety I needed to, okay, let's just move through this right now. Then I'm feeling this and that's okay. And I, and I give myself permission knowing that it's not going to last forever. So like giving ourselves permission to feel knowing that these feelings are all temporary even though they're so uncomfortable, they're here for a reason. They're here to teach us lessons and, and we're here to learn from them. And they're you're reminding also. yourself of that as you go through it, right? That it's, that it's not, that it's temporary, that it's not forever. I do this every single day, every single day. And look, I'm a Pisces. I'm a feeler. I'm a very, very much a feeling person. And I realize that not a lot, not everyone is like that. But I think that's also at the detriment because we are, as human beings, are meant to feel. And, and so by accessing our feelings and giving ourselves permission to feel all the feelings, there is so much growth and transformation within. And to tell yourself that this feeling sucks, <laughs> but it is temporary, gives yourself permission to move through it, to actually move through it. Because that's what I never did with my trauma of losing my father. I never moved through that trauma or grief. I'm going to like, as an example, he's been dead 27 years now. I can count on my now 10 hands, the number of times I've visited his gravesite. Um, seven of the past times have been like in the last five years. And it was this year alone, this year alone that I actually went to visit his gravesite by myself for the first time ever. So like wow. anyone who is suffering from grief or that's trauma, I know, I, I feel you, I feel you. And I know how hard it is to move through this. It took me 27 freaking years, but once you do, yeah. there is so much love and transformation on the other end of it. So I'm just like begging any of your listeners who are just stuck and not wanting to move through these emotions, whatever these messy, uncomfortable emotions, whatever they may feel, know that on the other side, you will be met with grace, love, transformation, and healing. You know, you said you made this, you were talking about gratitude and you said that you were grateful for, um, the disease, the Lyme disease, the postpartum depression for teaching you something. Yeah. How does a person get to the point where they can say, 
or even understand that because it's such a shift in the mind, right? To go from this is being done to me or I'm a victim to, oh, this disease is actually teaching me something. How do we get yeah. there? I think that's such a great question. And and I'm going to say that has taken me a very long time to get here. I imagine. It, the first thing I will say what I did was I surrendered. I It's not like I gave up, but I did surrender to God, to the higher power, to the universe that like, all right. It was like, I had this conversation with God, like, you can take me now because I'm literally in that much pain. I am cool. Let's go. Or I'm going to stay here. Show me what I need to do to just like, whether, what, what do you need me to be God, a better person? Like, it was like, whatever you're here to teach me, teach me. I'm, 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 I'm listening now. You've got my attention. And so like surrendering was the first step. Um, the second step was well, professional help too, from, uh, I'll say from like a mental health standpoint, I got, I was so grateful to get professional help that I needed, but, but also, like I said earlier, David, there's no one size fits all approach to get to where I got to. I got there by one, knowing that this was so far beyond a physical healing journey. It was actually a very deeply spiritual healing journey. This is where I got um, my eyes were opened, um, with, with enlightenment. And I was learning new healing modalities, such as the law of attraction and manifestation. Mm-hmm. And I started learning about focus wheels and it, and, and just prayer and sacred writing. And, and I, what I learned is that my soul needed spiritual healing on a very, very deep level. And once I realized that, I started to find that the physical healing was slowly coming with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So was the mental healing too. And, and this is like, this did not happen overnight. This took years to get to where I am today. Um, but for me, it took with surrendering, being very patient, trusting my wisdom within, which was my authentic power. Um, I felt like I was divinely guided to do things that I had never done in my life. Um, like I, I felt like, Hey, I need to be singing. So I went and joined a choir. Like I started doing things that were really surprising to me, um, that I felt like I was being called to do. But one thing about me is that like, when I, I, when I get a calling these days, I usually do take action on it. I'm pretty good at that. So like, I learned that like listening to my callings, like this book was another calling of mine, like through a deep meditation, like I literally saw like a, a, something, hand me a book and say like, get busy, get to writing. So I was like, okay, I'm listening. So, um, that's a long answer just to say it took me a long time. It took surrendering. It was a deep, deep spiritual journey. And in many ways, I'm still unfolding that journey. I'm it's a journey. It's not like I'm healed. I'm better. Okay. I'm going to go back to my normal life because yeah. the life that I had before this, I'm a complete, and I'm sure you, you can relate to this as so many people can, I don't know who that Ashley was like that. That's not this Ashley. It's a, I'm a completely different person that I, than I was five, six years ago than who I am today. And I am continuing to evolve on this spiritual journey. Um, on a physical level, 
I feel amazing. Like I never thought I was going to get my physical health back. And I also want to say that for anyone who's suffering from a health crisis, like I was bedridden with an IV pick line to my heart with mm-hmm. complete loss of my bowels and encephalitis in my brain and constant hospital visits and ambulance rides to now I just finished like running the army 10 miler and I'm back to moving my body every day. And I feel good. I look I'm like, I feel so good in my body and in my skin now. You look but it, great. Well, thank you. It's because I am living my authentic power. I am living my truth. I am, I'm accessing my wisdom within daily. And, and I feel like I'm continuing to heal on this journey. And I feel like the next step in my journey is to help heal the world one reader at a time, whether it's like one person and that one line in my book that might change the way someone thinks about how to access their feelings. I feel like that is what I'm now being called to do. I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about um, different, uh, different organizations that focus on helping people transform through trauma or addiction Mm -hmm. or whatever, like AA uses, you know, they have the let go and let God. One thing that he pointed out was that there, there is none that, that is known that actually works where a person makes a real transformation without having a spiritual component to it, which is absolutely fascinating when you, when you really think about it, there is something that is very transformative about, about understanding and tapping into that side of yourself. And it was one of the things that was in your book that I thought was absolutely astounding was this inner, this inner guidance that you were tapping into. As you say, you had to surrender to let go of it, but it's there. And you point out that that's there for everybody. It is there for everybody. And look, like full disclaimer, you know, I'm a spiritual person, not religious. I was raised Catholic. So, you know, <laughs> the, and anyone who's listening, who's Catholic knows the, you know, the strict restrictions around that religion. And, um, while, you know, I still think it's a beautiful sacred religion, when I talk about spirituality, I am talking so much beyond God. I'm talking about source divine and and also your own spirit and your spirit guides and your angels and there's spirits and signs all around us that like I can access at all times of the day to ask for divine guidance and wisdom. And actually my spiritual mentor, Leanne Taylor, who wrote one of the most incredible books I've ever read. It's called the fragile face of God. She has five children with, with, um, and three of which have fragile X syndrome, which is the most, um, serious form of autism. That's nonverbal. So she, she wrote a book about how she learned how to, um, communicate with her son's spirits um, because they were nonverbal and also with her mother who had passed away. And so she taught me about sacred writing, which is really getting calm. I have like, you get a journal. I have hundreds, I have like journals on every single corner of my desk because I'm such a journaler and you just get quiet and you start like with a prayer meditation, like, okay, God, you know, I'm here, you know, today for my highest good. What are, what, you know, spirit, what are you here to teach me today? What do I need to know today? And then you just start free writing. So sometimes I just start scribbling and then you just wait for something to come and then you write and then you just go, 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 go. And sometimes it's like, you don't even know what happened. And then you stop and you're like, oh my God, there's some um, divine wisdom that I've gotten. So it's it's like, for me, I love taking that divine wisdom and making it like actual, like physical manifestations, which I fully believe in now. Um, so that's just like one example of doing it. But I will say without the spiritual component of my journey, I would not be where I am today. It started with 
my spiritual healing first and foremost, physical yeah. last. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I mean, this book is so good. I mean, it really should be in everybody's library. It's one of those, it's one of those staple things because it's, it is so much of what we need that we're not taught. And yeah. it's like, it's required reading and learning for a person's own, their own health, their own spiritual health, their own psychiatric, you know, psychological health. Tell us where uh, people can get this book. Where, where's the best place to get it? Is there an audio version also? Have you done an audio? Yeah, audio? no, thank you for asking all these questions. Um, I, and that means so much to me to, to hear from you because I really hope this book does help people. Um, yeah, it yeah. provides healing and inspiration for anyone. Um, and you can get it, you can visit my website, ashleybernardi.com. So it's A-S-H-L-E-Y Bernardi, B-E-R-N-A-R-D-I.com. You can get my book anywhere at all the major bookstores on Amazon. I'm hoping there will be an audiobook sometime in 2022. I just haven't done that yet. But um, the physical book, I'll say, is really beautiful. And what I love about it is that, I, and because I'm a hardcore journaler, there's places where you can journal in the book as well. And there's yes. journaling prompts. And um, I, I had, I, I wanted to make sure I added that in because journaling is such an important part of my life. And I found that once I started journaling, that was a great way for me to access my authentic power and get some wisdom from my soul. So I have that in there as a healing modality that people can tap into as well. I absolutely love that, that that's in there. And I'm just going to be selfishly make a request that you do an audio version and do it in your own voice. Like, okay. because there's something magical that comes through with the persons with their own voice. I mean, I understand people, you know, sometimes they don't do that, but I think that if they do that, it, people love it. I mean, I love it. I'm a person that goes through all kinds of books to listen to them because I can get through them quicker, but you have, you, there's magic in your voice. There's passion in, in truth in what you're saying. And I just think that it would be magical if you would do that. So that's just a little bump of encouragement to, to do that. I'm here. I'm hearing that loud and clear from you, David. And I, I see that as like a universal calling as well. So um, I'll get on it in 2022 because I'd love to make it happen. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for, for being on the show today. It was fantastic. And again, please get her book as fast as you can. And you know what? Uh, get it for, for friends. Get it for family. Buy this as a gift for someone. The authentic power. Give yourself permission to feel. Ashley Bernardi, thank you. I love you. You're amazing. Oh, I love you too, David. Thank you so much for today. It's been such a gift. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.